Folks, Big Jake here just to take a minute and remind you that Music the Lifeblood is not a politically correct podcast. So the following episode might have some colorful commentary on the subjects at hand. Listener discretion is advised. Sitting around with time to kill. If we don't do it, then no one will. Our eyes are cold, our thoughts are old. Fifteen minutes till we lose control. You are now listening to... Music, the lifeblood. Generation behind, going nowhere's just fine. Maybe tonight, some night we die. Ladies and gentlemen, you have tuned in to another episode of the Music, the Lifeblood podcast. I am your very humble host, Dustin. Joined with me, as always, the dirty denim to my rock and roll, Mister Big jake that's gross i mean deal, but, you're, but accurate deal with it but accurate deal with it how are you i'm good good you got a greasy penis <laughs> big jake context what are we talking about today we're talking about to my knowledge the only album that has part two before part one <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about damaged by black flag by by punk rock um titans no not it's not enough punk, it's not enough punk rock demigods that'll work punk rock demigods <laughs> for some reason i wanted to use the word neanderthals because it's a big word kind of but that it did too. It did also that but it didn't fit context yeah, right. i was like it's a yeah. good word yeah big episode this one big one big one something I, we probably should have talked about a while ago you know this is one of the episodes where I like in my music the lifeblood list. Yeah, you're really like, excited about this. I that can tell. one, that one's there. Yeah, but I'm just waiting on the right time to whip it out. Yeah, you, I can tell you're real excited about this. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was really fired up. Yeah, one of uh, single handedly one of the most influencing pieces of music in my life. Your personal life. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is it. It. Okay, so I discovered Nirvana. Yeah. And then I discovered the Sex Pistols. Okay. And then I discovered Black Flag. Mm-hmm. Then all hell broke loose. Yeah, because then you saw a picture of the Misfits. And I went, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Who are yeah. these dudes? <laughs> what is going on with these fellas that look mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, the, the chain of events that yeah. set Dustin on his way, on his merry I would love to see Henry Lo- Henley. Yeah, Henry Rollins and Doyle have a fight. I mean, Doyle would win. You think now? Nowadays, yeah, but like maybe back oh, in back the day, then, back then, Henry was scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he looked like a like a wet, beaten, wounded animal. Yeah, he's all scared. the time. Don't yeah. back him in a corner. Yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah, that's what I always. When I think of Black Flag, I think of hurt animals. In that. I have no idea what the fuck they're going to do. That's fair. You know, it's That's very fair. like it was equal parts violent, equal parts dejected. Yeah. You know, like it's just very like Jesus Christ, get out of the way sort of. Yeah, thing. he's a uh, man, quite quite the legacy Mr. Rollins has built for himself. Oh, good lord. Jesus <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a punk rock superstory sort yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I want to jump into the episode. I don't want to fuck around at okay. all. I want to dive into this head on. So just real quick before we do get into the meat and potatoes of money. the discussion, uh, give us your money, Music of the Lightblood, Patreon. You can choose increments of $1 all the way up to 500 All kinds of goodies to be had. Plus, helps us buy new shit when I break it. 
inevitably when we break and, it it's and, been three hours yes, of tech support and, <laughs> and great and greater fund the music the lifeblood apparatus and superstructure dustin still needs a pop filter buy it for us yeah i, I mean i don't want one you're gonna get one i'm uh, gonna buy you one uh, if you don't I, I get if, a pop if, filter i'm gonna buy you i don't one. pop that bad you pop you pop i know i pop <laughs> You pop, but I don't pop. Yeah, but that I don't bad. pop at all anymore. <laughs> at all, I got this filter here. Right. Anyway, music the light blood is also available on a shit ton of social media. Google it because if you don't know how that works already, you're probably legally retarded. Or that's living, my best guess. Living in so, a cave, with bears <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Uh, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, and then obviously, if you're listening to the Music of Lifeblood podcast on YouTube, don't forget to check out Sister Shows Vinyl Thursday, hosted by myself and the conversations from the Pit back catalog. So there's all that. Now, mm. let's talk about Black Flag. Let's talk about Black Flag. So when I said to you, Big Jake, yes, listen, motherfucker, we're going to do the damaged album. Yeah. Because that's exactly how I said it. Give or take. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first reaction? I went. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is not, we, whenever punk stuff comes up, right. it is not my forte. No. It is, I, however, I will say there are things about this I enjoyed. Absolutely. Yeah, good. Yeah, like it was not like just me, fucking black, black, nah. I'm sitting there like just <laughs> listening to it on loop right. a couple times. Like, right. no, I was like, oh, I can, yeah, this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's definitely there's definitely some songs I preferred more than others, but uh, yeah. Please don't please don't tell me your favorite song is TV Party. It totally is. Yeah, <laughs> the Jeffersons. <laughs> I think it's because it was it made me chuckle. I think is the only reason. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I also liked uh, Gimme Gimme Gimme, oh, and yeah. uh, I liked Damaged One. Damaged Two was my least favorite song on this album, but I like Damaged One. Just the the meandering weirdness of Henry screaming about yeah, stuff. but the, it had an actual catchy like rhythm to it. Okay, like the riff was catchy. The progression that sort of chugging. Yeah, yeah, I dug that. But the the damage too was literally. I was like, I did. Are they starting and stopping at the same time? What is going on? Mm-hmm. And I wasn't not a wasn't a huge fan of that one. But I will say it's. It's it's six packs super catchy. I I mean I was aware of six pack before I listened to this. Like if you grew up playing music, you're aware of six pack of the, of the song. Yeah. yeah, at least. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I you know I I wrote some notes. I went through. I didn't really have to. I just thought yeah, about the I, album you were, for a couple we, you minutes. You were like maybe. mouthing all of the lyrics <laughs> a few minutes ago <laughs> when we were sitting here. I damage too. That's. I'm kind of bothered by you saying that. Really? And I'm not I'm not going to lie, I'm kind of pissed off. Why? Because Damage 2 is quite possibly the greatest hardcore punk song ever written. Oh, I believe that. That's probably why I don't like it. Uh, this is the okay. You know, you come in, things were were nice, we're nice and genial. Things are still nice and genial. No, it's you not. You know it just how I took, feel it took, about the hardcore you took, punk. You took a turn for the worse just now. Yeah. Just I mean, now. That is what it is. is. And I, you know, I'll get it out of the way early. Go for it. Go for because it. Yeah, get it out, buddy. We don't talk it about. We don't talk about it enough. Oh, God. Okay. I know what you're going to say. Just say it. You know what your problem is? <laughs> I think I'm better than everybody That's else. right. I think you're better than everybody else. Oh, you, don't. When you get the honor 
of listening to Damage 2 and you can't appreciate it? I it's just it's just man, I like structure. I appreciate structure. The song has plenty of structure. Okay. Okay. Um when I think of structure in a song, I like neat think think of like blocks like like physical little kid blocks legos yeah now think about them stacked up nice and neat on top of each other right nice straight lines right this song has a structure it is it is vertical it is going the way of a song (laughs) but like this brick is here imagine the, the brick's got like four notches on top to like connect them right it's on. It's the f- next brick is connect on like the left, r- the like the left two, <laughs> and then the, the next brick is like back over top of the other one, and it's clicked in right. You got so, like that has structure, but it's a, like weird. That, that's the thing. That's a, that's the thing about Black Flag because it is a fucking freight train. No, it it is definitely yeah. like you listen to this and you're like, I get it. I get why this is such a tour de force yes. of, of punk rock. Yes, and damage too specifically. Yeah, I, it's just it's I, just, you remove that if you yeah. remove that song from yeah. ever. Yeah, when you just take it away, the earth is not the same. <laughs> big words. Nothing. Okay, it's like that. It's like when you go back in time and you step on the butterfly, and then all of a sudden humans don't have eyes. <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, like hands gone. <laughs> Right, right, right. You remove damage too from just existence, and you could potentially kill the human race. Mm, it's mm. that important of a song. Mm. It's. I mean, I believe you. It's vital. It's vital. It's, this is the. the I under- damage by you. I understand why it's important. I, I'm confused. I just don't so feel- care for it. <laughs> like that's just what it is, man. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you I like something I don't. This is why we get along. I'm honest. I'm just like, nah, it's not for me. It's important. You don't feel shit! I'm breaking things. (laughs) (laughs) Needed a sippy sip. That song is so important. I I mean, I believe you. I'm telling you. I get it. It's the, it is the quintessential perfect Black Flag song. Really? Yes. Yes. They, they as a group. Yeah. You know, I talk I talk about perfect songs from time to time. Mm-hmm. You know, we've had this conversation before. Wasted Years by by Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hellbent for Leather by Judas Priest. Mm-hmm. Right. Damage Two by by Black Flag. That band and at that point in their existence could not have created a more perfect song for them. Hmm. Okay. I mean, like I said, man, I understand why it's important. I just, I would not listen to it personally. I get that it's important. I get that it's good. I just don't care for it. Sorry, man. This is, this is my, this is the life I live. I can't be with you. (laughs) It's a good thing we're not dating. 24 hours a day. We're not. We see each other like one day a week. I know. I know. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem. (laughs) Oh, oh, I thought you're when saying, you're when you're, you're left, saying you can't be when, with me 24 when, hours when, a week to influence my opinion. Yes. When you're, I thought you meant I just can't be around you. that <laughs> long. I was like, ooh, ooh. well, that's the direction we're going. <laughs> when you're left to your own devices, I like prog and power metal. Right. I'm left right. to my own devices. I, you, know, you know, I don't think to me the you know, we talk about 
metal quite a bit. Yeah, like, as yeah. as it punk relates is, to I music, feel like the punk is far more important to you than metal is, though. Um, I would agree. In building the 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 house of Dustin, the punk is the foundation. The the stratified punk rock that yeah. exists in Dustin. Yes, as a person. Yes. yeah. Is extremely important. Black Flag specifically. Black Flag and the Misfits. Yeah, Black Flag is like a big fucking deal. Like yeah. Yeah. a huge deal. Yeah, yeah. I think it. Sh- it this album shaped a young Dustin. This album shaped a young generation. Yeah, like this is a big album. It's it's crazy too. It's one of those sleeper hits. That's like when it came out. Everyone went, eh, at least like overall. Like, there are, of course, there are, their fans liked it, but like, over, it was not like critically acclaimed as like this huge punk rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, album. yeah. Well, and then I like mean, 20 years later, they were like, holy shit! Pre internet, post internet. Yeah, so, pre internet, yeah. this, uh, the, the emphasis was on the DIY punk scene. Yeah. You know, you have bands like Minor Threat from Washington, D.C., the Bad yeah. Brains from Washington, Black Flag, the Germs, TSOL, the Miss. The Misfits, all kinds of bands that the emphasis was on getting the fuck away from this sort of terrestrial FM radio yeah. bullshit. Yeah, that that was everywhere at that point. I from, mean, it still is. Yeah, it is. I yeah, mean, they, it's still yeah. around. Like, well, yeah, and that's the thing. We talk about it. We did a we had a two hour discussion about how fucking much Five Finger Death Punch blows. Yeah, just how yeah. much they suck, and the reason that it sucks is that it is clear. That it's manufactured. Yeah. Period. End oh, of yeah. story. This this kind of punk rock, especially the LA punk scene, you gotta you gotta not only think about it in greater cultural terms, mm-hmm. but also in geographical terms too. Yeah, West Coast in what eighty two, where we were already Yeah, yeah, eighty one, December. Yeah, we were already yeah. like hair metal was like going on. Well there. it would start popping soon. Yeah. You know. But the the thing is, when you when you go to LA or Black Flags, I guess technically the Hermosa Beach area, yeah, I mean, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But I mean, it's all Los it's, Angeles, it's California. You know, um, uh, when you go out there, you see the uh, the I know, what wow. is that, a fucking tank. No, that um, was a tiny car with a very loud muffler. <laughs> is what that was. Um, when you go to L.A. at that time, there it was very clear that the 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 L.A. experience for people. For this group was not nearly the same as it was for this group. This is like a, a counterculture of a counterculture. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have you have a group of people, uh, what you would label would traditionally be called disenfranchised. Mm-hmm. You know, people that are living in near poverty, on top of by choice sometimes. Sometimes, yeah, 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 yeah. And on top of that, you have the sort of glitz and and fame and. And sort of plastic surgery sort of yeah, thing yeah. that's happening with the the L.A. celebrity culture. Yeah. And when you butt them up against each other, the the counterculture is just going to be angry at the other ones because it's kind of yeah. like the haves and the have-nots. Yeah. In a sense, there's a there's a sense of other, quote yeah. unquote, to it, and a lot of that was about pushing back at the sort of the that sort of. The Hollywood side. Yeah, of that sort of yeah. Hollywood culture sort of thing that was going on. And I think when you talk about California specifically, because by that point, you still had remnants of the hippie movement. Oh, yeah, for sure. That that was happening. If you went down to San Francisco, that kind of stuff was still pretty prevalent. Mm. Prevalent. Pre- prevalent. Prevalent. Is that a word? On our podcast. Was, was, was still pretty prevalent at that point. And if you just imagine that sort of hippie dippy love bullshit... 
sort of modifying itself and, mm. and all of a sudden yuppies start occurring and stuff like that. <laughs> Hipsters. And, yeah. And the, the, the baby boomers start getting better jobs and they, they stop, you know, dropping acid. Yeah. Maybe they smoke a joint every now and then, but they're, they're getting better jobs and things like that. And you have this, this massive group of young people that just like, we're not into it. We're yeah. not fucking into it. And then all of a sudden the ignition point, boom. Yeah. The L.A. punk scene explodes. And that's why you can see, you, know, you talk uh, talk about a band like X. Um, in my opinion, X became one of the quintessential L.A. bands because they sort of tapped into what was left of that preceding uh, Los Angeles music scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, bands like The Doors. Yeah. You know, the, you know what the, I mean? Uh, Where the doors, the doors were a, they were sort of. Kind of glam rock. Thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I mean, they, they weren't. Like not, they weren't. They weren't hippies. You no, know what I mean? No, they weren't no. the mamas and the papas, or no. they weren't Janis Joplin, or they weren't the Grateful Dead, or anything Thank like God. that. There was something a little more, a little more dark, mm-hmm. and a little, a slightly more aggressive with the Doors, and a lot of that probably came out from Jim's writing. Yeah, obviously. But when when I interviewed Spot a couple years ago, Spot's the guy that recorded the damaged album. He was SST, the label that Black Flag were on. It was, he was their sort of in-house producer, engineer yeah. guy. And when I talked to Spot about the sort of LA experience, Spot had brought up that like the Doors were a very they were like the LA band. And we started talking about X, and he brought that up as well. That X were they were kind of like that, the same way that the Doors were. Yeah, and that's how I see it as well. Yeah, and. You had all these other bands that were popping and crackling around them because not all of the punk bands from L.A. were as aggressive as what Black Flag was. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, The Germs, maybe, would probably be next in line, at least in my opinion. But you have like TSOL, um, 45 Grave, uh, Mm -hmm. The Germs, X, um, Black Flag, obviously. Uh, There's... There's just so many bands out there, and there was enough variety to where you could go, yeah, it's all punk, but there were different Levels sort of, of strains of punk yeah. with, within that group. So I think it's important to remember that as it relates to Black Flag, because I think a lot of that sort of shit, that cultural thing that was happening, mm-hmm. shaped Black Flag and helped them pop Yeah, the way. There's, there's always a counterculture movement. It's just whether or not it catches fire. Like, that's the, like there's always, whatever, whatever the... The, the 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 populace is doing there's a counterculture movement it just most of the time the counterculture movement doesn't catch fire like mm-hmm. this did yeah because like it, it mean it's pretty like the i thought one i could think of that was recent or at least quote-unquote recent or at least from my youth <laughs> was uh like the the, the midwest metalcore explosion yeah where we got yeah. sick of we got sick of same thing terrestrial rock yeah. Terrestrial rock radio, so they started doing breakdowns and shit. And yeah, like yeah. that spawned this whole thing. I well the, the the thing about that too though is I it popped obviously, but there it what it didn't feel like Metalcore at no point has had to fight no, for no. for to, to be able to to exist yeah. quote unquote. Yeah, I don't see no. too many like Devil Wears Prada shows having like the police showing up and yeah, shutting it yeah, down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that was the thing about Black Flag. The yeah. the influence of the LAPD was a very real thing. Mm-hmm. You know, you have people... I mean, the cover of Get in the Van we're looking at right now is Black Flag and 
the Ramones. The Ramones. The Ramones is and on there's like key. twenty cops outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that and that was what was happening on a really on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. That you know, Henry, if you if you ever read Get in the Van, I would like to read. If it if if you ever read it, you can just just boom 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 yeah. one bad run in with a cop after another just constantly and you can see how that you you that that you're going to get angry that's after well a while. no no you can see that that is a legitimate thing if yeah. you just look at history 10 years later what happened hmm. los angeles was burning oh, on the, fire because the because of the yeah. riots with uh, between between Rodney King mm-hmm. and then the OJ verdict, like it, it was an inferno of yeah. of we're sick of dealing with what the LAPD is doing. And right here, you know, I don't know how far that goes back with the with the Los Angeles Police Department, but realistically, if it went ten years after the fact, how long did it exist before before prior, the, before yeah. that? You know, so the history history. Culture, the cult, the 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 cultural sort of impact and and awareness of and how we reacted to the the Los Angeles punk scene is very well documented. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention Fear earlier too. Fear would yeah. be another band worth mentioning. But anyway, <clears throat> the you have to you have to look at Black Flag through the lens of what was going on culturally in Los mm-hmm. Angeles around the time. Yeah, so. And what, what's what's unfortunate about that, I think, is that Black Flag, you know, they didn't have any kind of major commercial success. No, They're no. real similar to the Misfits in that they got bigger. The 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 legend of Black Flag it just grew and grew boomed, and grew and grew, boomed like a massive mushroom cloud growing uh, through through history after the band had stopped and everybody had moved on. Yeah. And that's one of the neat things about it because we don't have that happen very much within greater music history. Yeah. You know, bands, if bands are around, they have the, the ones that everybody remembers are the ones that had a big impact when yeah. they were around. But there are a few isolated inc- incidents like the Misfits would be one too. The underground just Black Flag spreading. where just like, Jesus, criminy, how long yeah. is it going to last sort of thing. So the legend of Black Flag, I think, is bigger than uh, any individual in Black Flag and any individual era of Black, Fa- yeah. Black Flag actually was at the time. For sure. So anyway. Got got that out anyway. <laughs> Had to get that cultural importance in. Well, I th- I think it's important. No, I, 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 I'm just giving you shit. I really totally do. Is. I I really do. When you you know everybody talks about Penelope Spheres Spheres Spheres. I can You're never, struggling today. I can with never the words. I can never say her name right. It's I think it's S P H E E R I S. I think. But anyway, Penelope Spheres 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 Spheres. Um, <laughs> I've always had Spears. Gotcha. Um but uh she made this movie called The Decline of Western Civilization. Yeah. She made yeah. part one and part two. Mm-hmm. Part one is the emphasis on the punk rock scene in Los mm-hmm. Angeles, late seventies, early eighties. Um Black Flag was in it. Circle yeah. Jerks were in it. You know, uh and she made part two. That's where everybody The hair metal one. Yeah, the hair metal years where everybody that everybody quick, think of Chris Holmes from Wasp. Okay, he's in that pool drinking that vodka. He's, he's, yeah, he's in, he's in the pool slamming down that bottle of whatever. With his mom is. there. With his mom there. He's like, I'm a full blown alcoholic. Fuck yeah. Um, but anyway, they, that's the decline of Western civilization, civilization part two. Now, granted, mm-hmm. 
what what Penelope was doing is a I think a precursor to some of reality TV, quote unquote. Uh, yeah. To where there's there's an element there's of some heavy editing. There's an editorial yeah. element to it. But at the same time you do still capture the spirit of what the was spirit going on, the yeah. spirit of what was going on around. I've not seen time, part so. one. I should look into that. I've seen part two, but I've not seen part one. Yeah, you'll hate it. I mean, probably. I mean, I like learning about this stuff. I just don't like listening to it. Right. I think, I think <laughs> it's true. I think punk, from like a cultural standpoint and like an impact on music, is very important and incredibly interesting. Yeah, but it sucks, yeah. <laughs> and I don't want to listen to it. Terrible. It's just Terrible. I don't know. I I think I'm. You know, we've talked about how how our taste in art mm-hmm. is shaped. Uh, with with as the people that we are, yeah. the events in our life, and part of the reason I got into punk rock at an early age was because for me it was an escape mm-hmm. from the mundane. But for the for the people that were in Black Flag, it was an escape from life, life in yeah. general. You know what I mean? Living in L.A. And yeah, 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 with and probably that. for a lot of the fans of Black Flag at mm. the time. Yeah. So I. To me, it's it's one of those things where, for me, it holds such a dear place in my heart mm-hmm. because a lot of who I am was shaped by my exposure to punk rock at an early age, specifically Black Flag, The Misfits, Minor Threat, uh, 45 Grave, TSOL, all those bands, that it's such a big part of me. Sometimes, for me to examine it, examine mm-hmm. it from a objective standpoint it's hard it can be very difficult for yeah. me at times so when i hear somebody say black f- or damage Two is you know i'm not into it yeah like you take it personal you know, like, yeah like the fucking dukes go up i'm like those are fucking fighting words you son of a bitch gotcha. you know what i mean yeah yeah it's uh, <laughs> i i just think i did i i can't i cannot overstate Mm-hmm. how important this album is and has been in my life i understand it's just yeah. it's key it's absolutely key to who i am as a person yeah there's you can usually track it back to one the one thing yeah like that like really turn made you turn the corner yeah so. yeah yeah it's it's kiss and black flag yeah for me so and there's not a lot of black flag posters. You well, know, I mean, there's I mean? not a lot of black flag anything except for shirts <laughs> with those four lines on them. That's all you get. Yeah, the flag. Yeah. I I wish there was more. I mean, you know, I got a. You got a flyer up there. I got a yeah. I got a flyer. A, a creepy, creepy flyer. <laughs> yeah. Raymond Raymond Pettibone, Greg Ginn's brother. He's the guy that did all those that all that poster art for him. Gotcha. It's creepy. Yeah. His drawings will make you nervous. They make yeah. you. They make you feel uncomfortable. All racial stereotypes. <laughs> oh God, yeah, it's it's absolutely awful. Thanks, the eighties. Yeah, did a cover art for him. I think. I think damage might be one of the only pieces of black flag shit that Raymond didn't draw the cover art to. Oh yeah, because it's a photo. It's yeah, it's a photo. It's Henry smashing that mirror. But he's not really. No, they broke it. Yeah, they put his hand there, and they yeah. they poured like Kool Aid and coffee on his hand to yeah. make the blood. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep, yep, yeah, yeah. So anyway, 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 let's take a quick break for sure, and then we'll get into the fun stuff. Cool.
What? Fucko. Yeah, you. Who are you? Do you listen to Music of the Lifeblood on SoundCloud? Because you should. Because I might be touching myself right now. Gross. And you should also like, comment, and subscribe. What are you doing? Ah, don't come in! Big Jake. Hello. 1981. That's a long time ago. What a weird time. What a, what a weird time. <laughs> Why? Hippies, hair metal, and punk rock weird, all in one city. Weird, wild stuff. Like, shut the fuck Weird, up. wild stuff. Yeah, we should talk about um, SST Records. Okay. Solid State Transistors. Spot. Greg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's the I think it's the only record label in existence that started as... Uh, a World War II radio repair by mail order. Is that how it started? Then worked its way into punk rock. <laughs> it sounds like somebody's dad gave somebody a business and they were like, nah. No, it was Greg. Greg's, uh, Greg Ginn, the, he's kind of, I hate to say it, but kind of like the brain behind Black Flag. Yeah. Um, if, if Black Flag... Like if it had some sort of like centralized intelligence, yeah, this that is Greg. Thing, I guess it's Greg. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Greg, when he when he was young, he started a, a mail order. I'm going to fix radio shit thing. That's so strange. And then when it was time to, he decided, okay, I want to put out a record with Black Flag. He was 12. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it makes me wonder. I've always thought, I've always, I've so always weird. had, I've always had the notion that Greg Ginn could have been autistic. Is he alive? Yeah, ask him. <laughs> I could get a hold of him. Probably. Pro- I probably could, but I'm too damn mad at him. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think he's he's one of those dudes, and his brother Raymond, the artist. Good lord. Yeah. Awkward. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, just yowzer. Like, what? like, watch out. Like, <laughs> like he's just like awkward to be around, or like, yeah, he's one of those real overtly artsy fartsy types. Oh, you know, where like it, turtleneck if, sweaters. And yeah, shit. if he wasn't yeah. able to make money off of his art, he'd be a bum. He'd be homeless. You know, that that, that Andy Warhol type. <laughs> no, really? No, Andy Warhol's a. Weirdo. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Andy Warhol is a weirdo, but I've always like jackass seems to be the best mm. descriptor mm. for Andy. I Warhol. still feel like Andy Warhol, had he not stolen a bunch of art, <laughs> would have been poor. So <laughs> I guess that's just why where I get that. Right, right. You guys doing heroin? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Want to buy this painting? No. Okay, gave me some heroin. <laughs> like. I can't. I can't get into Andy Warhol no, because I he think, didn't do his own art. I bro. think. I think it could be because where I go, Andy Warhol, Velvet Underground. <laughs> no, it's too close. <laughs> it's too close. It's too much. It's like you're one and the same, and it's icky both ways. <laughs> Don't want to deal with it. <sighs> I I think it, the in 1981. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because because yeah. by that point, new we. We were riding the new wave. I, mean, I guess. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Blondie had been popping. and the Oh, shit, you're right. Talking yeah, heads. We were, and um, The pop shit had already started. B, fuck, B-52s, I think, would have been... That's 
yeah. late seventies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, eighty one. Okay, December eighty one. So oh, so late. It yeah. might as well be nineteen eighty two. But yeah, you can't see like or REM, REM too. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah REM was. Heart was already big too, wasn't it? Heart was already around. Heart was Heart's on, not pop, but Heart, it's like Heart was on the decline at that point. Oh, we were they, already on our they, way down. They hadn't resurfaced. They haven't hit the 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 uh soap opera the like bad, the bad animals. Yeah, album. the the, yeah. the the soap opera filter on our music videos and our big hair. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Heart, yeah. Heart went heart it was a singing boat with Heart for a little yeah. while. Like, oh god. <laughs> uh, everybody's bitching about how Anne had put on weight and stuff like that. I don't think she fucking looked good, yeah, in yeah. my opinion. But, you know, then again, I don't like white chicks. So if you I'm got, choosing to if ignore you, got, you. If you got a little bit of thickness, I'm okay with it. I'm 100 Yeah, man, heart. Heart was real. No. Uh, no. Heart. <laughs> Are really facing some economic <laughs> downturn. <laughs> Punk uh, rock. Shit was really bad for Aerosmith at that time, too. Good. <laughs> Good? I don't like Aerosmith. Uh, I don't know if I do or don't like Aerosmith. <laughs> oh, I'm kind of in the that's, same boat. That's the thing. I'm like, I like Aerosmith's really <laughs> shitty video game on the Super <laughs> Nintendo. I really like it. It's really bad. <laughs> right. It's terrible. Right. I love right, it. Right. I Yeah. It was a weird time for music. It is. Black Flat or Black Sabbath was yeah. probably like, you know, Ronnie James Dio was like, I'm fucking in Black Sabbath. I'm fucking in Black Sabbath and it's great. <laughs> Actually it was kinda bad. Was it bad? I thought yeah. Heaven and Hell is great. Heaven and Hell is great. Yeah. But it was not a great time to be in Black Sabbath. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. Not yeah. a lot going on. The um the spinal tap yeah a lot of that's about black sabbath oh i know the stonehenge thing they just went the other way instead of, yeah. being, instead of being fucking three times bigger than it was supposed to be they made it tiny oh god anyway weird time for music yeah uh i did think you and i talked about it when you came in mm-hmm. uh we started talking about the all the fucking legal shit that yeah, like 27 months or something like yeah, that. yeah something like that like two years <laughs> or a little up in over. court for two years yeah yeah so if if you guys feel like digging into this the 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 short version of it is that uh black flag were working with a studio called unicorn Mm -hmm. and unicorn had ties to mca Mm -hmm. and when it came time to start selling the damaged album uh black flag went ahead and said okay cool we're gonna sell it through sst the label yeah and uh mca was like fuck if you are yeah nah (laughs) buddy we're gonna put that shit to an end right now take that shit to court black flag couldn't release music as black flag yeah for like two years and it's so weird that like this was in the 80s so black flag is not what black flag is today like, why would you fight a local band so hard? Uh, I mean, they were. Okay. I mean, they were doing things, but like, yeah, they were. Ho- that's like a hu- huge, lo- two years in court. The O.J. Simpson trial didn't take that long. I think. I think it had more to do with just how disorganized MCA was. Yeah, and probably how disorganized Unicorn was too. And probably Black there's, Flag. There's the there's the the bullshit story that I think it's it's, it's always it's like an urban legend now yeah. that the president of MCA heard the album. It's quote unquote. This is an anti-parent record. Yeah, and Black Flag had Black Flag had to put 
stickers on the album covering up the MCA logo or something like that. And uh, it had to do with that. I don't necessarily think that's true. And on top of my my interview with Spot, mm-hmm. Spot was like, it's just a big fucking mess. It's per- just, period, end of story. When I hear this album, like, I don't... I, I got. It's hard to put yourself in the mindset of 1981, though, because I hear this and like, yeah, it's aggressive, it's in your face, but like, there's a song on this about watching TV, unless that's a euphemism <laughs> I'm not familiar with. <laughs> like, it seems kind of juvenile most of the time. <laughs> I see. I disagree. See if you can find the keys to your mother's liquor cabinet. That's what teenagers do. Adults, <laughs> I, I adults get, buy our liquor. <laughs> I, I get, I get it, but if I gotta get rid of the stool. What else is you it's always too, start? You always squeak. You always start with the stool. I love that stool. I understand. The stool's been with me. Like I love it. I understand. I have to tighten the screws on it like once a fucking week now. Yeah, well, it's old. I, because it's amazing. <laughs> I'm gonna use the crowdfunded stool. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You gotta tell him what the joke is. Yeah, I, just... the, that that long silence was <laughs> Dustin sitting on our crowdfunded stool, and the other one is currently holding an extension cord. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, thanks, fans. <laughs> thanks, loyal fans, oh for holding up our extension cord. <laughs> All right, All right. I'm good. I'm non squeaky now. Good, so good. I'm good. good. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, I just think MCA and Unicorn is just big. They just fucked it. Fucking mess. They just fucked it. Yeah. yeah. You know, what are you guys doing? We're just stupid. <laughs> just being stupid while you do it. We're being stupid. Why? <laughs> Let's go to court. Yay. <laughs> Let's go to court. <laughs> oh, wow. That'd be amazing. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. So there's that. There's that, too. Um uh, the rest of the rest of the notable lore is just, you know, <clears throat> band how stuff. how Henry kind of came yeah, into the band, band and stuff. stuff. Like that. Yeah. Did Henry got up and sang a song with him when they were on the East Coast, and they were like, "He's fucking great. Let's get him as a singer." And on Damage, I don't like his vocals have not developed. Like you can tell, <laughs> he's a kid. Yeah, like he's yeah. twenty, isn't he? In the, when this yeah. came out, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's not a kid, but he's young, and like you can just tell, like. There's no power in his voice. No. Like, he's just kind of like, I don't want to say he's shouting or screaming. He's like a level between talking and shouting. Like, there's just middle yeah. rate. Yeah. He's just kind of yeah. talking with emphasis. <laughs> and it's like, man, like, you sound so much better in later <laughs> albums. But that's, I to me, that's part of the, it's part of the cool thing about the album. In that yeah. it's absolutely moment in time, snapshot yeah. in time that... You can listen to Henry being like, he's a fucking kid. Yeah. And you can yeah. tell. Yeah, oh, yeah. But he's doing it with conviction. He's in it. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah. And I think, too, of Henry's background, too, I think is worth noting as well, because he's from Washington, D.C. He was and- in another band when he... When he- yeah, I mean, there's like there's DC band like SOA and yeah, fucking yeah. the Teen Idols, and there's all those bands kind of like sharing people and stuff. Eventually, Minor Threat popped up and yeah. that sort of thing. Was it uh, the drummer from Minor Threat? I think the drummer from Minor Threat was playing with Henry at some point. Mm, gotcha. Don't quote me on that, though. Okay. Anyway, um, Henry's background is worth noting because. He was in D.C. Mm-hmm. He grew up in D.C. with Ian MacKay of Minor Threat and Fugazi. Yeah. Um, that's his best friend from when he was a kid. And uh, it wasn't awesome 
for Ian and Henry being white kids in Washington, D.C. I would imagine at, in the 80s. At that time. Yes. Now, on top of that, though, the I think the... Because when you think of Washington, D.C., what do you think of? Like, for the city or for... Yeah, yeah. I mean, politics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You have... You, to, in my opinion, you have you have two things colliding at that point. Mm-hmm. The sort of, I don't know, the sort of royal nature of politicians, yeah, mixing with low income families that mm-hmm. are starting to be uh, broken families. You yeah. know, where you might have a mother raising kids or or dad that's in and out of the home, that yeah. sort of thing. And you have that sort of environment shaping the the experience that Henry is having as a kid. Yeah. Um, I think there's a story. I can't remember what it was from. I think it, it was either an interview or one of Henry's spoken word things where he was talking about being in the car with his mom and they literally drive into kind of like a riot. Yeah. And there was a dent on the hood from it. And Henry, like, he remembers that dent. You know, because when he drove the car later on to go to a show with Ian, yeah. he's like, that's where that dent came from. That sort of thing. So That's where we hit a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you have Minor Threat with Ian. They write Minor Threat writing a song called Guilty of Being White. It didn't, wasn't you there know? stories of him like getting beat up in high school and stuff? I think he got fucked with. Yeah. You know, a, a lot. I think yeah. probably him and Ian both. Yeah. You know, so that sort of thing shaping... Henry's view of the world. Yeah. Now, his mom, he he attributes his mom was a very um, uh, the way he describes her. I think she sounded like a curious lady, yeah. generally interested in what was going on in the world at large, mm-hmm. and I think that probably ignited that yeah that sort of wanderlust within Henry because you look at what he's doing now and I don't like know what he's doing now not married never had kids he just fucking all right here's where I'm going he gets there and he just starts walking and and talking to people like literally that's yeah that's that's what Henry does he walks around huh. and learns thing learns things about people takes pictures and fucking puts it in a book and goes and talks about it and goes like, somewhere else and does it again yeah that's what yeah. that's what he does that's hmm. his thing so his it's interesting to see the sort of artistic arc to yeah. Henry as as an artist because he di- he wrote lyrics for Black Flag. The spoken mm-hmm. word stuff is obviously him, and he wrote lyrics for songs here and there. But the vast majority of it is Greg, yeah, with with Chuck Chuck Dukowski sort of sprinkled in, mm-hmm. and I think Dez has got like two co writes to his, I don't know what it is, but um, but Henry. It, to me, as he's gotten older, especially his spoken word stuff, he has become very reflective externally yeah. on the world around him. Talking about the the poverty yeah. in Africa, or 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 his experience riding the Trans Siberian Railway train, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, hurtling across Siberia in a, in a fucking bullet train yeah you know for a week or two weeks or whatever it was that he did it and just that experience on top of you know how his how's how his experiences in the uk have gotten better over the years yeah you know that first tour the black flag did in the uk with henry mm-hmm. is awful experience Really? absolutely awful experience skinheads fucking with him the whole time skinheads why that's what was happening. I know, I know but you got like, it's it's well think about it though. 1981, what yeah. was going on in the UK in 81? In 81? Yeah, it wasn't too long after Cold the Cold War. 
still going on, but that's... Uh, yeah, it wasn't too long after... the Russia, win- I guess, technically. The, the winter of discontent. Oh, shit, where, you're right, where yeah. The, where the sort of, like, um, the... Uh, what what would you call it? Like the social sort of service yeah. system collapsed because poverty. Mar- and such. Yeah, Margaret yeah. Margaret Thatcher was like, "Fuck it, I'll yeah. let I'll let it shut down," and garbage just piling up in mountains in the street, and the yep. lorries stopped driving, and all of a sudden the trash isn't being picked up. That sort of thing. On top of that, poverty. Yeah, just rampant poverty going on, and. Carter and I talked about this in a Judas Priest episode a while back that when you look at any sort of film from from England in that time around that time you can tell just by on film like it looks fucking dirty there yeah you know what I mean like you watch old episodes of Doctor Who and you're all like did could you guys not sweep the set before you started? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's one of those things where, like, it was a miserable fucking time. I just, it's just, I guess it's just weird that, like, by appearances, based solely on appearances, right? Like, I would not look at Henry Rollins as a skinhead and go, "Fuck that guy." <laughs> like, he seems like he'd be on your side kind of based on appearances Mm -hmm. it's just weird that like why are skinheads fucking with a punk band because they're just indiscriminately shitty people just being shitty yeah if if you ever read get in the van or listen to the audiobook i might take this home yeah (laughs) um if you ever read that one of the things that comes up most often is that henry dealing with the fascist skinheads that's so weird they thought nazism was cool yeah 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 it was just it was amazing to me it was absolutely amazing and and there's numerous stories in that book about henry getting people trying to beat him up or like a fucking beer stein flying through the air and hitting him in the forehead or him trying to get some sleep backstage and one of the fuckwads from uh what is it it's not the it's Ah, fuck. Anyway, anyway, just read Get in the Van and you'll be yeah, able to yeah. find it out. But Henry's trying to get some sleep backstage. Mm-hmm. And the fuck, one of the fucking dudes comes up and just fucking nails him in the stomach with a boot. And then and then does it again like a half hour later. And just abs- just spends the time be- getting fucked with. Now, that's where I think part of the Black Flag reputation comes from. Yeah. Is that as people have discovered more and more information about Black Flag from the the get in the van book or henry's spoken word or even old zines that people have access to whether it's a fucking shitsters like maximum rock and roll or flips (laughs) or flip side maximum rock and roll is like rolling stone to the punk community like for the longest time they're like you guys are just fucking elitist pricks fuck off all of you that's that's the vibe that I always got from old school maximum rock and roll. But granted, I haven't read anything they've released, but yeah. at least not in the last ten years. But that Black Flag lived in poverty to be able to be Black Flag. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's the case with a lot of bands. Yeah. If you yeah, want to be a band yeah. and really get somewhere, yeah, you have to live real shitty for yeah. a long time. But it's ten times worse with Black Flag. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of that has to do with the experience they had with the LAPD, mm-hmm. how much they had to travel, and they weren't prepared.
prepared when they traveled, but they did it anyway. Yeah. The fucking Dukowski booking method. <laughs> you know, they, I mean, they did three shows in 24 hours. They talk about it, talk about it, and get in the van. Yeah. And Dukowski's the one that booked it. Like, Chad, we'll, we'll be fine. I mean, I've done, I've done two shows in 48 hours. And even that's like, you're tired. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Three and 24. Yeah. That's. That, was it like a daytime show and then two nighttime shows the sort same of, night? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a matinee sort of thing. Yeah. But daytime shows are weird. Yeah. They had a roadie named, they had a roadie named Mugger that worked for him. As you do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mugger had his own band, would sometimes open up for Black Flag out on the road. And it would just be whoever w- could play. With Who's M- ever there. Who, yeah, yeah. Whoever was there that night. And his band was called the Nig Heist. I saw that in the book. It had a penis yeah. in the, on yes, the, on the flyer. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it was real, real, real fucking interesting shit. But the the thing with Black Flag is, and what I think the it's it's not it's a lot of people will say working class Mm -hmm. as it relates to punk rock. Like the casualties really sort of push that, you know, fucking working class punk. You know, we got jobs, but you know, imagine. Okay, you've done the hustle. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of having to deal with a job yeah, yeah. and play in a yeah. band. It's exhausting. Yes. Imagine that times 10. Like having multiple jobs and no, being very busy not, with not a band? Not having or, a job. Or no job, no home in a band. No, yes. yes. Just living with friends or living in the streets. Yes. And yeah. Living yeah. in like yeah. punk houses. And- Henry, Henry Rollins, the best living accommodations he had his mm-hmm. entire tenure in Black Flag, mm-hmm. he lived in a shed in Greg Ginn's backyard. Hmm. I'm not exaggerating. No, I understand. Like, it was a literal shed. Hmm. You know, like, where you keep, like, I'm going to put the mower in there. Yeah. You yeah. know? No, I understand. Yeah, I mean, for when I was in refractions, because, like, it costs so much to be refractions. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, for serious. Like, <laughs> it costs a lot of money to be refractions. Yeah. I, I lived in a garage for three years. <laughs> yeah. Like, now, to be fair... It wasn't a shed. It had carpet and air conditioning and heat and right. <laughs> so like it was all right, but like I get it at least. Yeah. Like yeah. It's just having money to travel around and eat while you're there and yeah. buying yeah. gear that See, they didn't. will inevitably will break. Yeah, they <laughs> did they didn't even have the luxury of always eating. Yeah, yeah, I can't yeah, I'm too fat for that. I gotta <laughs> I gotta eat. But anyway, I think as it relates we're talking about everything around Black Flag. I mean it you know, all it's all know, involved. But yeah. I I think as it relates to the actual album Damaged, mm-hmm. you can see how all those circumstances had dialed up the intensity yeah. uh, of the album and how much everything they did, they had, they, they not necessarily, they could lose everything mm-hmm. because they had nothing. Yeah. Just give it your all you because I mean? why not? Yes. Yeah. 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 Like, and I think, I think that a job to lose or like, yeah. a rent to pay. Yes, so yeah. 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 That comes through on the album. For sure. Yeah. Just absolutely. the absolute ferocity of surviving. Yeah. That that's how I look at it. Me, yeah, because like with like with me, it was always like can't play that show. Got to work that night. Yeah, like I can't imagine or like can't play all these shows. I have a job. I have to work. And yeah. I have to pay bills. Yeah. Like I can I can only imagine the level of intensity I would have given it having no responsibilities. Yeah, like yeah. you just yeah. yeah just you just do it all the time. Yeah, you do it every night. Yep, that's yep. man. That's just. 
It's insane. It's it's also it's a weird feeling because like as like a human being, it's like that sounds awful. <laughs> but like there's a there's a part of me as a musician that's like that sounds awesome. <laughs> there's a part of me that just wants to live in a van and play music every day. Yeah, like see, no, I'm not doing it. Yeah, see, I no. I there's still something to me very special about like living out of a van for a week and <laughs> right, playing right. like across several states. I mean, just with Black Flag, it was probably 11 months of the year. Oh God. That sounds strenuous. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds rough. Yeah. So which, which I'm always curious about because as the band advanced and they started, they moved away from the just straight up gnarly punk rock yeah. that they were doing early on. And by the time you get to like my war, slip it in loose nut and in my head, they had there's no other way to say it it's progressive punk rock yeah no like, it's it's i don't know how or else even to perhaps like experimental yeah punk rock. like yeah. borderlines on avant-garde at times so yeah spoken which, word shit and yeah yeah like yeah. yeah and we've already had the discussion that there is there's nothing more pretentious than spoken word poetry see i don't see i don't i don't find henry's spoken word performances you know, later on in in that era of the band, I don't find it pretentious. I just he was fucking miserable. Why? Why was he so miserable at the end of Black Flag? He was in Black Flag. Like, was that, he just over it? Like, I'm ready to have a home. No, kind of thing, just or? Black Flag is misery. To be able to make Black Flag go, it is yeah. a miserable experience. Hmm. That's there's no other way to say it, and I think that took its toll on him, and you can see it in his writing because by the time you get to Henry's, let's let's say by the time we get to the Rawlings band popping, yeah. you know when it did, especially in the early '90s, you know Liar got big, yeah, yeah. And all that stuff. By that point, if you listen to Henry's spoken word performances, mm-hmm. he's he's doing narration of his life experiences. Yeah. Earlier on, he would talk about stuff, but he would also read what he was writing, and his writing was fucking. It's miserable. Yeah. It's miserable, and I think it had to do with living in Black Flag. Being in Black Flag, I think yeah. that's what it was. Hmm. It took it took its toll on him. Hmm. <clears throat> hmm. How much time was there between Rollins' band taking off and the end of Black Flag? Rollins band, you know, like they took off popping. Yeah. Um, I don't know. So I'm just curious. Like it how started many like years. stuff, stuff started moving in like 90, 89, 90, 91. Okay. So there wasn't like he quit. He was well, the black flag broke up in like 86. Yeah. I think it's 86. Yeah. So that's uh, yeah. three, four years. Was he, did he like leave black flag and immediately join the Rollins band? He, or? he, he hit the ground running. Like okay. he knew, he knew he had to work. Gotcha. So he got with, I think. So he left being miserable to be miserable. In a different band. Well, no, with, because he had he had the experience of being in Black Flag. Mm-hmm. He knew he want what? The, don't rub that. It's don't, extreme. Don't rub, I'm not rubbing anything. The, the mic stand. You were. Oh, doing, I didn't realize doing, I was doing it. Yeah, okay, don't do my that. bad. It was so fucking loud. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was, I was like, what am I? Uh, I'm subconsciously doing something. He um he got with Chris Haskett, Sim Kane, and I can't remember that first bass player's name. It was bef- the dude before Melvin was playing in Rollins Band. But I mean, he got to work. Yeah. Right away, like he he started moving on shit right away. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I just was like, why would you leave a band, a struggling band, to 
if you're fed up with it, to right. start another struggling band. Well, I <laughs> like, mean, Black, Black Flag were at the quote-unquote pro level by the time the band had ended, so yeah. naturally he's got some momentum from that. Were they, like, like what were they doing at the end, like towards towards 86? In were my they? touring. Touring. They put out, I think they put out In My Head in 86, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, it was 85, and then Who's Got the Ten and a Half in early 86. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. the lineup was changing very quickly. They got Anthony Martinez and that Sal guy, and you know gotcha, a couple other gotcha. people. And you could tell, like, eh, these guys aren't into it. Yeah. So I think had they stayed together, um, I think they probably would have started bringing in some money. Yeah. Probably by that point, had they been able to stick together, but but I think I, in my opinion, Henry Henry did the right thing. But the weird thing about it was Greg called Henry and said, "I quit the band." <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it, I think it, there could have been a moment where it was possible Henry would have went, okay, I'll just be Black Flag. Yeah, you know? like he, <laughs> I, I could do that. He could have done it. Yeah, he, he could have. But I think he did the right thing by just moving on. He was like, okay, yeah, yeah I'm not into it. But that's fair. Yeah. But anyway, talk, I want to talk about damage. Yes, yes, we got. We've we're, been a little we're, bit dan- we're dancing around everything around damage. Yeah. So what? Um, I'm curious to see what you think from a production standpoint. It is rough, but I can hear everything clearly, so I'm fine with it. Really? Yeah, I'm I'm cool with it. Really? Yep. Okay. Maybe you've just rubbed off on me. <laughs> like I don't hate it as much as I used to. I would agree like, with that. Yeah, like it, it's it's yeah. definitely not what I would choose. But this particular this particular album was rougher than what I enjoy. But like it wasn't bad. I could hear mm-hmm. the bass. I could hear the drums. Things weren't mixed crazy bad. It didn't sound like we recorded it in someone's like literal basement where nothing has been sound has not been blocked right, or anything. Right. Like it that sounds like it's been done in a small studio with inexperience. Is mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Like someone who s- kind of knew what they were doing but did not have the equipment to do it big. Is what it sounds like to me. Hmm. Okay. So I think the way Spot did Spot erred in favor of just get him in a room and mic. Yeah. It. Yeah. That, that was his thing. Yeah, I remember when I asked Spot. I when I asked Spot about you know what's your what's your approach in a studio sense, and he talked specifically about a lot of engineers and producers are scared of a lot of volume. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, I did like the idea of recording everything at once in one room is terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And oh Spot, God, no. Spot compared it to like a big kitty cat. You know, like it. <laughs> it might look mean. But if you give it something to eat, it's gonna, <laughs> it'll sit down in your lap and you can pet it. And I think that's how he approached everything, especially with, with Black Flag, because you're all like, you want Black Flag to sound like Black Flag. Like, like a show experience. And you, and you don't yeah. want to dull the edges, because yeah. that's what makes this album so potent. It's just the bands that I listen to go as far when recording as to like set up the cymbals, don't put any drums there, record the cymbals. <laughs> Yeah. Then remove the symbols, yeah. record the drums. Right. And right. then you and then you mish it together so everything is perfect. <laughs> so the idea of like going that extreme on recording and then like just throw them in a room and go is like that's scary. I fucking I fucking love it. <laughs> There's and, no and control. Think of how many fucking badass punk rock albums were done that way. Oh, there's been other I mean there's been badass metal albums recorded that way. Yeah. I mean, Even yeah, like modern bands true. are like the first Suicide Silence album was recorded like that. Yeah. 
Like, there's still bands who do that, but it's fucking scary. <laughs> I mean, I get it. I get it. But what I picture is just five dudes in a room and Spot hits the record button and goes, okay, here we go. You know, it's it's not a... it's it's To me, I think Spot was right when I talked to him. He said, just don't be afraid of it. I would be very afraid of it. I gotta adjust. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Gotta adjust. I was... I had to had to get a stool right on. Yeah, crowdfunded, crowdfunded stool. stool. <laughs> yeah, how comfortable they are. It's pretty good. Thank you, thank you guys. Thank you, music, the light blood, ultra mega militia. Uh, yeah. So, I think this would be a good time to check in with music, the lifebloods, own roving reporter. Oh, I wasn't aware he was out in the field today. He wasn't in the field. Oh. We locked him in a closet. Oh, it's Derek. Right. Hey, Derek. Fuck yeah. Reporting from the field. Let's do it. It's Derek. Woo. Where's Derek? Yeah. Reporting from the field. All right, buddy. It's Derek. Uh-huh. Hey, Derek. Fuck yeah. Reporting from the field. Let's do it. It's Derek. Woo. Where's Derek? Yeah. Join with us on the phone. Music to Lightblood's own roving reporter, my older brother, Derek. We've locked Derek in a closet for the last week and a half and forced him to listen to Black Flag's damaged album. Derek, how's it going in there? Uh, Greg Ginn? More like, Greg, please never play a solo again. Yeah! Always good to hear from Derek. The solos start good, <laughs> and then they, they just trail off. Yeah, we should talk about that. <laughs> we start with I, scales, and I we think, end with just jerking off the neck and strumming. <laughs> I think, yeah, look, no, you're not going to be able to argue with me that, d- d- no, no. What? Greg did not know what he was doing. <laughs> oh, I agree. <laughs> I'm not going to argue but with there, you about there's that. There's a whole subset of the Black Flag fan community that were like, oh, yeah, he fucking, he's doing something completely out of this world. No, he's not. You don't get it. He knows like three scales <laughs> and then was <laughs> just, just jerked off. I think what's uh, what's the what's the term? I can't waking I can't. guitar waking <laughs> guitar waking, yeah. I sent you a little bit about it. The uh, yeah yeah where uh, he thinks he he thinks he's doing like really complicated yeah, like inner working yeah. scales I, and he's not dodecaphony. Yeah, um, I don't yeah. even know that if that's how you say it. But, I've never heard of that. So <laughs> yeah, here's the here's the gist of it. If you're musically inclined, uh, it's a twelve note technique, also known as dodecaphony. D-O-D-E-C-A-P-H-O-N-Y. Uh, 12, 12-tone serialism and 12-note composition is a method of musical composition devised by a Austrian composer and associated with... Blah, 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 blah. Anyway, it's called 12-note technique. Uh, the technique is a means of ensuring that all 12 notes of the chromatic scale are sounded as often as one another in a piece of music while preventing the emphasis of any one note through the use of tone rows. Sounds like some bullshit to me. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, if, I mean, there's people that can do it right. I oh, listen, I'm sure. I yeah. listened to some jazz players, and it was totally fucking cool. But it was one of those times where you just once in a while you go, "That's weird." Yeah, like accidentals you know, like, in the scales and shit that are like that note's wrong, but it's in the scale. So <laughs> right, right. And you can tell, like you can tell, like he intended to do that, and you're all yeah. like, "That makes sense," but also stop it. Stop. <laughs> yeah, there's a. <laughs> Ironically enough, there's a there's a uh, a Final Fantasy song that's this big you know overture that's all the music from those games are massive orchestrations, right. and there's just this lead that has one of those accidentals that's like it's technically in the key, but it's just like you're like the fuck was that? And you look it up and you're like, oh no, that's just that's just how it is. I, okay, you know the the thing the thing with it is though I've never heard I've never heard Greg. Greg Ginn interviewed because honestly I can't stand to listen to him. I bet in, in an no interview. one wants to interview him about his guitar technique. <laughs> right, right. And I've seen like, as, at one point I saw some footage on YouTube of Greg Ginn in front of a really big crowd of people. <sighs> And there was no one else on the stage. Except given like a rundown. <laughs> but but he was playing to a drum beat and he was just doing this. <laughs> just circle head banging. And <laughs> making this just like, what are you doing? It sounded like, imagine if you took all the scales ever and yeah. put it in a blender. That's what it sounds like. It, <sighs> it just like, ah. But if he was legitimately doing that, if there was a technique that yeah. he had, I do not believe there was. But if there was a technique, a technique to it, and it was it was one hundred percent rehearsed and intended, yeah. he did it the best on damaged. Fair, because when when I I sent you that stuff of yeah. like later black flag stuff, yeah. and I could see without even being in front of you, I could see you rolling your eyes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's real bad. <laughs> like this album has some shit that's like, oh god, what is that's not a solo. That's just like that's your that's your twelve year old cousin who you just handed a guitar to, <laughs> but no, and he he gets but, the idea, no. but he doesn't know how to execute. <laughs> So like, that's what it's. It just sounds like that kid who thinks he's a lead guitar player, but has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> but like, but it works. It, it works. I will, it it works. does work. It works yeah, on there, this there album. Are places it works. And I think the reason it works is one, it's all quick. Yeah. And two, you have you have just the the massive black flag sonic ar- apparatus, and you just get like crushing towards you. You get like two measures of like. This is in key. This is in time. <laughs> this is in the scale. You like just he starts off like right. knowing what he's doing, and then I feel I I get the feeling he he really wants to either alternate pick really fast or sweep, and he doesn't know how or has not practiced enough. <laughs> right? Because it sounds like he's right. writing a solo that's leading into like some some impressive shit that he can't do. Yeah. Yeah. Like he starts off just like I, I can handle this, fuck it. <laughs> just, like okay, man, I'm going somewhere else. Give me more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like the the solo in Thirsty and Miserable is amazing because it's just. 
Like the, the word solo is used very loosely. <laughs> <laughs> like guitar fills. It's yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's way, that's to, put it. way, that's way like, to put it. That's the best way to put it. It's like when when someone's recording something like like on record and they just they just you doing all right? Did you turn the fan on or was it on? It was on, it's been on the whole time. I didn't turn it on. <laughs> but when someone's recording something I'm in the so studio, fo- I'm so focused on black go- flag ghosts. It's fine. I've started ignoring um, my environment. It's ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when someone's recording something in the studio and they can't nail this part, and they get more and more and more and more frustrated, and, fi- and it never fails. Just out of frustration, you're gonna get one take. That's just eight clicks in. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. <laughs> <laughs> like just out of frustration, you're just the fuck, and you're just like smashing shit and shaking the strings, and like just out of frustration. It just sounds like that. So like he's just yeah. like frustrated with yeah. his instrument. Yeah, there's stories that he taped his headphones to his head when Ooh, he was doing why? because he fucking spazzing out hmm. when he's doing he's doing the take. Well, there's problem number one. <laughs> No, but you got you have to understand, you have to understand that that stuff like that is what shaped No, for the, sure. the like, vibe of this album and you have to admit like the vibe of this album is like fucking killing machine. The vibe of this album is fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. It's it's yeah. like get out of the way. Just do it. Like don't worry about don't, like it, it, it very much seems like we're doing this Come hell or high water, like, <laughs> yeah. whether we're ready or not, yeah, this is what we're doing. It's happening, yeah. So like guitar solo, I don't know. Was <laughs> <laughs> nailed it. All right, moving on. Like, but the thing, the thing about it is, if you look at the performances from them or the recordings from them, because yeah. they have some recycled material, yeah, from previous shit, and when you listen to it, for the most part, those little lead things are the same. They're the same. Like he's playing it like I. This is how I wrote it. This is how I fucking wrote this. So I gotta play it just as they play it the same. <sighs> which I make, mean, which makes me wonder. There's there's this little thing in getting the van where they're overseas somewhere and it's a shitty day and it's a shitty night. They've all got to sleep in one room together. Oh, and God. Henry says we ended up sit sitting around and watching Greg play scales the the whole night. And Henry making that statement. Maybe Henry, he does know what he's doing. Henry believes Greg is playing scales. <laughs> so I'm not saying Henry is lying. Yeah. That, that's not what I'm saying. But Henry believes that what Greg is doing is a scale. Yeah. Or at least at that time. However. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can... I, I <laughs> Imagine... Imagine if I just said, "Here's a bunch of feedback," and you have you have no prior knowledge of music, yeah, how it works. And I just go, "Here's some feedback," and I go, "This is a scale," and you go, "Okay, yeah." I mean, <laughs> so that's what you know. Yeah, that, is sure. A scale. So well, I know. Like in all reality, like I th- I picture Greg in like in the corner of the room. Rocking back and forth <laughs> autistically <laughs> with his guitar, <laughs> just making, just making what like if autism made a sound. <laughs> that is a bad joke. That is what. That it's is like. That is what it sounds it, like. It's, to me, I hear it as like that. That that Vinnie Vincent was that, that really a bad joke? That was rough. But that uh, that. <laughs> 
that Vinnie Vincent bet you can't play this video that goes around that's oh, just right. like that but minus talent <laughs> so like it's just as fast and it's just as furious but there's no method to the madness I, you, I mean you can pull some you can pull right. some there's some weird shit out there like I know a decent bit about music not I mean there are definitely people who know way more than me but like because of the bands I've been in, I picked up some theory and stuff. Right. And like, there's some weird, like, Elydian scales where it goes back and forth between major and minor. And it sounds like fucking shit, <laughs> but it's a real thing. Yeah. And like, he could be doing some weird shit that we just don't I, know about. See, that's, that's what I'm like. I've been listening to this album since I was 15. And you're just like, nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I can't decide, like, did he know, did like, did he know what he was doing? What? I, I will say son- what are you doing? sonically it fits. I mean, if you're trying to capture that frustrated youth, fuck it, let's do it kind of vibe, like right. it works. Oh yeah. It works yeah. just fine. Yeah, absolutely. There's something I the more I the more I specifically do this show, there's more of a music to me has always been play and perform your instrument as best as you can. Yeah. That's that's always been the way I viewed music and do it, doing this show and like learning from you and like listening to things I would n- never listen to otherwise. Like I've learned there's there's there are different ways to go about mm, there are different ideolo- ideologies about music. Yeah. Like not everyone wants to set the world on fire with their playing ability. Yeah. So people want to get a message across. Or even just portray a, a specific kind of vibe. Yeah. And like, yeah. if that if that's what they're trying to do, if, if they're just trying to, if they're actively trying to produce this raw, aggressive sound, then like crazy fast arpeggios would not sound good no. over the backing track. No, no, absolutely. So not. over the like the rhythm. So like. I at this as much as I like I am or I do agree with you that I don't feel like he knew what he was doing. <laughs> but at this, I waffle back and forth though. Yeah. You know what like I was like when I was a teenager, I was like, he's a genius. <laughs> you know, but when I got to my twenties, I'm all like, What? I, and then you see like Ingve and you're like, Oh, <laughs> that's what yeah. that's supposed and to then sound like. As I as I've gotten into my thirties, I'm all like, I don't I I need I need to talk to someone. <laughs> I need an about, adult. Like, is there a hotline I can call? I need. You're to, showing your age there a little bit, I, champ. I, right. <laughs> right. Is there is there a community center that I can <laughs> that I can visit? Is there like a like a like a like a like a like a homeless shelter? <laughs> is there, like, is there some sort of state funded information center? Is Greg Ginn's music? Good. <laughs> Question mark. Facility. <laughs> <laughs> it's a non-profit. <laughs> yeah, it'd be a co-op. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right? So we, we also sell so groceries. Like, <laughs> but we also so have a lot of local farmers. The, the shitty thing is you're at the whim of whoever's working their shift at the co-op at that yeah, time. Their volunteer shift. Yeah, right, right. Is this, is it legit? Yeah, it's great. He's no, no, yeah. so, okay, cool. Come back the next day. Yeah, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> like, are you lying to me? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, man. Is, Just like, happening? I'm imagining all the people that are associated with the co-op and like... 
you go in and ask these people for actual advice <laughs> and just like what they would like I, I imagine most of them are, are too busy like talking about hops and barley i in my head i go like i go way more hippie with it in my yeah, head like yeah i'd be mean, walking in like hey i need an avocado uh lsd <laughs> I don't think the co-ops are selling drugs. Well, well no, that's but that in my head I yeah. immediately go, they're all on acid. They're on you, you walk they're, into this. They're on acid and they're voting for Bernie Sanders. I don't <laughs> You go on the outside I don't it's want, like uh, I don't want your produce. It looks like your your small town community shelter on the outside, and then you open it up and it just looks like a like a fucking strip somewhere and like like Aladdin with all the the tents and the everybody's in their second cross legged selling their wares. They're like, is this where I talk about black flag? Like, there's just one guy at the end in a black flag t shirt. Like that that's the guy you need. And you're like, oh, and he's, and he's just like, ah. Is Greg, Gin- is Greg Gins lead, like, are they, like, is it sound? He's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you just get what you get from it, man. Yeah, You're like, ugh. I don't know what to tell you, man, but <laughs> we got some granola. <laughs> <laughs> some granola. Okay, so there needs to be a... Uh, like, I... Look, I... um, Is Greg Gins playing good, question mark, co-op? <laughs> I don't... I just don't... No, I don't know. I but but there's times when I'm all like, when you listen. Okay, so they have a song called "Slip It In," yeah, right? Yeah. This is about let's get it on, punk rock. Let's get it on. Yeah. And at the beginning of that, there's a specific thing, guitar thing that yeah. he does, and and it's there's parts of it where like, uh, that's out of tune. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, like, you're not in key. <laughs> you're not get off, get off that fret. You need to be. But every time I hear a different version of the song, it's the same thing. So it makes me think like he rehearsed that. Like, like he's playing that live. He's <laughs> like he's rehearsing that. That's how he wrote that, and he's duplicating it. Maybe, maybe Greg, maybe Greg Ginn has some kind of like really deep blues and jazz roots we're not <laughs> familiar with. I, you know, so he's purposefully playing wrong notes just to prove to you that he knows where they are. Kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, you, a big fancy word like Dota, Dota. What is it? Dota. Dodeco tree. Dodecophony. Dodecophony. I just want to say cacophony because I feel like that's more fitting. It's a good but, comic book. Anyway, <laughs> but I I like there was a period there was a period in my twenties where I was like, he knows something everybody else doesn't. That's mm. what that's what's going on. But then mm. at the same time I feel like he does he can repeat the stuff. He can play it again. Yeah. And that's why I feel like did someone Maybe like we were talking about, like if I said this is a scale and it's not a scale, but you didn't know otherwise. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it makes me wonder if like someone walked up to Greg and did the same thing and and said, "Here's a guitar. Here's how you play it." And then hit him in the head <laughs> with the guitar as hard as as hard as humanly possible. Yeah. So it like wiped, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> just jumbled him up a little. Like like normal understanding of the guitar and he like that's where like that autistic notion of it like he's seeing the guitar in a different way than the he's, rest of he's us. He's tasting his licks. 
Yeah, taste, taste, taste. I had thought about that as well. <laughs> that he has synth, uh, synth, synthesia. synthesia. <laughs> when, when I got to. He's like, man, it's just when I just fuck around, it tastes so good. <laughs> These taste way better than arpeggios. <laughs> this this lead looks like yellow. <laughs> lead smells like cupcakes. <laughs> Synesthesia, that's what it's called. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, I just I don't know, man. It's, <laughs> it's I knew I knew you were going to be off put by it. <clears throat> I'm off put because I, my initial reaction was this lacks talent. Like this is <laughs> right. This is wanking off. Right. And then, but the more I listened to the album, the more I was like, I can't imagine there being high production solos behind this. Yes. Like it's yeah. like I can't it imagine. Like if you replace Greg Greg Ginn with like. Eddie Van Halen. It's like, <laughs> like <laughs> if you replace him with like Tosin, <laughs> right, right. Like yeah. it, you can't replace him with like even like a moderately competent guitar player. Like you can't throw in like <laughs> you see, can't throw Angus see, Young in there and be like, <laughs> you remember, okay, okay. Here's a good comparison. You remember when we talked about the Department of Dave Mustaine? I do. Right when the Agro Ambassadors episode. Yeah, yeah. Go watch that. We talked about the department of Dave Mustaine and that no one in the department knew why they were working so furiously. But everything was coming up Millhouse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're getting it done. It's done. Everything's in the green. <laughs> keep doing it. What, what are these, just keep going. What are these computers for? MP3s? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. All we know is that Microsoft Word one is installed on them. <laughs> We're still running MS DOS, and all of the printers are dot matrix printers. So, but but I mean, it goes. <laughs> it functions. The department is working. That's kind of like Greg Ginn's soloing. In that you're like, it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It like it works in a way. It works sonically. <laughs> it's not impressive, but it works sonically. It's there. <laughs> I mean, it's, you can listen to it. That's part of the charm, though. Yeah, you know, there like, is something to it that's you're, like you're it right. Works. You're you're right that if you put like a super amazing guitar player, in yeah, there, it's just not gonna just work. Be like, why are you doing that? We're, you're in the wrong band, <laughs> I think. Right, we're we're yelling about stuff. <laughs> you, get you, your fucking get what? your sweet picks and your taps what? and your what. what you don't need that. It's I know the 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 guitar. I think his name's is it, it's Josh. I think he was he was a guitar player in Tony Danza, and then okay. he was a guitar player in Glass Cloud. I think unfortunately he's currently in a mirror. But uh, yeah, but he plays. Uh, I think he plays a nine string. It's like a fifteen pound guitar. Right. But he purposefully tunes his guitar in a really fucking weird way instead of looking at his guitar as like one piece of an instrument that are that's tuned to a scale what he does is the top three strings are a set of strings that have their own scale the next three strings are a set of strings that have their own scale and he's learned how to make chords very strangely um in between those sets so if he wants to play this section, he's like, oh, well, this, these three strings sound best. So I'll use these three strings for this entire section. 
And then on top of that, he'll, he has, I know he has like, on his eight string, he had two strings in a row that were C and the next one was also C, but it was C. The second one was an eighth sharp purposefully. And like you hear that shit and you're like, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you hear it and you go, but I can't argue with the outcome. Yeah, it sounds yeah, dope. Yeah, so yeah. like there could be something to what he's doing that we just don't, that's just out of the norm. Well, that's what bothers me so much. We need to ask like, him. If it, just call him up. I don't want to talk to him. No, I think, I'll call him up. I think he's a cock dicker. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Like, I I mean, fine. I'll talk what, to him. Whatever. Hey, man, are you good? Like, musically? Like, do you know what you're doing? <laughs> or are you just real high? Are you just like, just like, wanking (laughs) what you gotta let me it's not even wanking like like wanking is like (laughs) i I think of like you're you're just showing off yeah you know what i mean with greg i don't think he's showing off that's why that's why i think he's autistic like that that's why i think that because i don't think he i don't think it registers with him that he's he he He's not going to watch me fucking whip this out. Yeah, yeah. Are you guys impressed? Fucking yeah. He's not doing like the finger point, you know, we're rocking together sort of thing. It's like he just like, he's in his own world and he's doing that. That's what's coming out. Yeah. Like I just, I can't decide if he knows what he's doing or if he just, he said, fuck it and I'm going to just make noise trying to find something about about him what what are you looking for <laughs> just something some information about like anything is there anything is there some method to this madness? anything at all that would tell us that what you're doing is normal you doing? i don't understand you oh he's a uh, he's real old now yeah he's right <laughs> yeah he's super old now he um he's been kind of shitty about he didn't pay his guys. Oh, what? I hate that shit. Yeah, he kept all the residuals. Oh, that's shitty. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't pay his guys. Shitty situation. That's why I don't want to talk to him. That's fair. That's a shitty thing I'm to I'm like, do. I think you're kind of a dick, dude. Hmm, that's a bummer. Yeah, I don't see anything about his guitar playing. Hmm. I mean, what can you say? Like, you just say, he has a guitar. And he does things with it. He also plays the theremin. I, uh, I bet he's... Why am I not surprised? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Black... When when he... Gin was 99th on Rolling Stone's list of the 100 greatest guitarists of all time. I mean, it's Rolling Stone. But even still... <laughs> There's greatness about his playing. Like when Is you listen to Damaged, when you listen to Damaged Alone, there's some amazing shit. And his rhythm playing, like his riffs, riffs are pretty fucking sweet. I mean, oh yeah, they are. His riffs are good. There's a lot of like, pre- oh, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. A he's he's known for atonal guitar solos. Atonal, right? I wonder if that means bad. I don't want to put that in. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I just look. I the 
Yup. What? It means bad. <laughs> Stop. Not written in any key or mode. That's bad. <laughs> That's some experimental bullshit uh, that someone put a name to to make people who do it not feel bad. <laughs> Crack the case. <laughs> Super sleuthin. Super sleuthin. Super sleuthin. Super sleuthin. Okay, we should probably talk about TV Party. What about it? I know it's your favorite song. I mean, I like it. It was the catchiest. It's your most favorite song ever. Ever written. Ever. Uh, It was the catchiest and it made me chuckle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say this. When Henry joined the band, they stopped being good at being funny hmm. henry's not, henry's not a funny guy or at least henry with well within the ballpark well, of black punk rock flag, yeah because he's like a stand-up comedian at times now Sometimes, so yeah. yeah yeah but he's in the in the ballpark of black flag henry he took on this like i'm this ultra serious poet yeah dark poet yeah. Mm, that jim morrison type kinda, yeah yeah that kind of thing but tv party Pretty funny. Yeah. The Jeffersons. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. The Jeffersons. I just like it when Henry goes, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, Monday Night Football. Yeah. Yeah. Why is, is that really what they're watching? Are they watching the Jeffersons? Probably. I, I can't tell who's yelling what. I can pick out Henry's voice <laughs> easily, but I don't know about everybody. And I've always wondered who, which Robo. I always wanted to know. Which one he is. Yeah, which one Robo is. Because I think Robo could be the one. He screams, Vegas! What is, somebody screams Dallas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like, isn't that like almost like a soap opera? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Monday Night Football, Dallas, Vegas. Saturday Night Live, Fridays. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Then they said one of them yelled cheers, I thought. I don't know if cheers is. I thought someone yelled cheers, but I. I just. It's fucking funny. It's been funny since I was a teenager just hearing Henry go, Saturday Night Live! (laughs) Just (laughs) fucking kills me every time I hear I mean, in in 81, (laughs) Saturday Night Live was real good. So, I mean, sure. Yeah. I. the, The TV party thing, like, it's obviously the song that stands out. Yeah. It's not like. Wait, is this the same band? Yeah, it's the one that's kind of odd. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is funny because I always think of, well, what if they subbed it out for something else? Yeah, it could. they could have just probably just left it out and it'd be an even more of an aggressive album. I mean, it would. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the odd man out. Yeah, for absolutely. sure. Yeah, it's absolutely the odd man. And there isn't really songs that are, other than Rise Above, there's no songs that are just overtly positive. You know what I mean? Rise Above has a uplifting message. Yeah, it. for sure. You know? Yeah, they're all generally pretty like, I'm t- trying real hard not to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, I want to die. Yeah. What are you guys doing? I'm going to drink all this beer till I die. I just think, like, I always think if they subbed out TV part, they sh- just left it as a single and or a seven inch whatever you want to call it and they subbed out maybe american waste that would have been awesome hmm. i like american waste a lot yeah i think it's a good song american waste 
Oh, wait, on what? Uh, or I've heard it before would have been a good one. Yeah, I'd rather go with I've heard it before. Okay, okay. Yeah, American Waste is really good. I see my face, or I see my place in American Waste. Face with choices I can't make. That sounds more American like a Ramon song when you used to sing Waste. it out loud. Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. Dad's wrote that song. I think it's funny when... He doesn't when, seem to write too many, but he seems to... Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's got a... I think he's got a songwriting credit on Thirsty and Miserable and American Waste. I can't think of any... I don't know. It's hard for me to remember everything. But I think, like, imagine if TV Party was subbed out for something else. It would probably make the album all the more intense, intensive. But at the same time... TV party's part of the character. Yeah, like it, of, it's of the, the album. It's hmm, I don't know. It it see it kind of takes it makes it slightly more accessible. Yeah, it makes the album slightly more accessible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's by a hair. Yeah, like a hair's width. Yeah, yeah. It just, I I don't know. I I don't know if I can imagine the album without it. It would probably be a bummer because you don't get TV party. Yeah, and I like TV Party. Yeah. yeah. Saturday Night Live! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kills me every time I hear it. I absolutely love it. I just, you know, there's the, the m- me, Damage 2, and probably Depression. I think those are my two favorite songs. Like, if I had to cut away everything else, those would be the two songs I'm like, I can't go without those yeah, two songs. Yeah, yeah. Especially Damage 2. Yeah. There's you that I know you said that's the one. No, that's the one. Like you Dustin like it's like back to future. Approves this message. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's like back to future when Marty starts screwing with shit, his <laughs> they just start disappearing. disappearing yeah. Him. Like Dustin will disappear. <laughs> well, with, at least the with, Dustin that we know. With, without will yeah, without damage too. That song is so fucking good. I was kinda surprised you like Gimme 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 though. Why? I don't know. Hmm. I'm. Hmm. I, I mean, felt, I felt like you would have been. Give me, give me, give me, give me some more. I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, a little less. I want to kill myself. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> like, I don't care for a lot of the negativity. Right. Yeah. Okay. Really? That's yeah. what bugs you about it? Yeah, I don't. I. But you uh, like the bare naked ladies song about the chick. Oh, I do. Dying in the tub? I think oh, that is rough. I think I like that more because it's musically appealing than I do like the 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 subject matter. Right. Like it's just a chill song that I can sing to that I enjoy. But like yeah, man, overly negative. That's why I like fun bands. I like shit that makes me happy and fun. Like stuff that makes me angry or like stressed out. I don't gravitate towards that generally. Did, did this make you angry? It didn't make me angry, but it definitely was a little bit of a bummer. <laughs> like it's like <laughs> these guys are real angry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Imagine yeah. if you were in Black Flag. I no. <laughs> it's almost like I have like being in Black Flag, it was almost like a prison sentence. You know what like like I'm gonna be in Black Flag. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm you, in Black Flag. <laughs> are you Are you okay? <laughs> do I need to like call your mom? <laughs> do like, you, do you need some money? Do you gotta? Did you get mixed up with the wrong people? 
<laughs> like, are you selling drugs? <laughs> like an after school special sort of thing. What happened to Henry? He is, he's in the black flag. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the black flag. He's on the black flag. Oh, oh God. Not my boy. <laughs> <sighs> so awkward. So awkward. Yeah. I like uh, the, the song Police Story. Because we were talking about it at the, the top of the show. The, the oh L- the, the the police the always LAP. giving him shit. Yeah. The song the song starts with this fucking city is run by pigs. That's the first line of the song. I think that's, that's super duper interesting to me because I think that sort of kind of sums up the black flag experience. Yeah, yeah, just being pissed off and downtrodden. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just yeah. fucking watch out. Yeah, it, they're they're gonna hit, hit you across the head with a billy club yeah. like it's in the song that's a yeah. line in the song i mean it makes me wonder too how the lapd had i mean they were obviously aware of the punk scene right? yeah yeah and they they saw the black flag tags the spray paint tags all around the city mm-hmm. and it made it makes me wonder if they were just like let's fucking get those black flag kids you know what <laughs> i mean fuck those guys in particular <laughs> yeah it makes me wonder like were they, did they specifically target them? You know what I mean? Because hmm. they were, I mean, there were a bunch of dirty, homeless kids playing punk rock. Yeah. Like, hmm. Hmm. Makes me wonder about it. Yeah. That's, like, was there, like, was there a meeting? You, no. Like, you, it's, it's, there probably, was, it's probably just causing a lot of fucking noise and shit, and they gotta shut that shit down. <laughs> I mean, it's, that's probably sh- punk shows no, are loud. Like, police were actively harassing punk rockers. Yeah. Like, actively. Well, I mean, actively. we know the police at that point in time were not the best guys. No, they weren't. So, no. I mean. No. But, it, like, no, but I, I was thinking about that yesterday. I was like, I wonder if they sat down and had a, all right, Jim, you're on third shift. You're going to go fuck with the black cat? Yeah, I'll go, I got it. I got it. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? it's, your, it's your shift. It's you got Saturday night. You got to find those black flag kids. <laughs> it makes me wonder. Give them a good what's like, for. It makes me wonder how, you know, how it was. Like, did they did they talk about it? You know, like, yeah, I fucking hit that guy in the stomach. <laughs> Let's get some coffee. You know, <laughs> I mean, like that's probably true. I mean, cops talk about their job and the things they do. Yeah, but yeah, but like you know, I, I I'm just curious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if I could be a fly on the wall, you know, I'd want to be in like the LAPD the, headquarters, yeah. just like listening, like, waiting for someone to bring up black flag. Like, and what what would be most interesting about it is if there was like maybe a police officer that knew how to play guitar. On the department, mm. and he was like, "The fucking Greg Ginn, <laughs> so that fucking atonal that a, bullshit. Shut that shit down. <laughs> Come on, Smitty, we're we're Come gonna on, Rook. We're gonna go rough up the black flag kids. We're gonna go rough up Greg Ginn. <sighs> uh, let's take a break. We're gonna come back and wrap it up for sure. So, yes." <laughs> nice nailed it i was thinking for a second yeah, I was, yeah. I just maybe to think, think then record <laughs> what's the uh so what's the um what's the legacy of this album i a huge legacy it's like yeah. the punk album is it i think so it's this or what's the biggest misfits album 
Uh, not your favorite, the biggest. <laughs> um, Most impact. I would probably walk among us. Yeah, then, I mean, yeah. it's that one or this one. Like, Well, I put it all the way up there with the Ramones' first album. You think so? Yeah. Mm. Just as important. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, absolutely just as important. I think of the, the Ramones, their first album, and even Rocket the Russia, too. Yeah. Um, I would, because, I mean, that's a really important album. Um, as much as I hate to say it, I think the Sex Pistols, never mind the Bullocks. Um, to me, the Sex Pistols are like the pimply-faced doorman that lets you into the real party. Yeah, you've mentioned that before. Yeah. yeah. Um, They're the, the gateway drug. Yeah, The yeah. Clash, London Calling, uh, Misfits, Walk Among Us, Black Flag Damaged. Um, maybe some of the Husker Du stuff. A little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit. It's a little bit less punk rock, but... I don't know the germs. You think they're up there with like the yeah, big ones? Yeah, I, I think it's important. Yeah, whether it's, I mean, just the shit the germs were doing, just like fucking lexicon devil. You just listen to that and just, you know what yeah. I mean? Drops your jaw at how gnarly it is. Or TSOL's Dance with Me album. Um, See, I'm completely unfamiliar with that. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to like. Oh, I want to move past it pretty quick. But I think I don't know. I'd put it up there. I'd put it up there with London Calling, mm-hmm. uh, the first Ramones album, Walk Among Us, Damaged. Um, yeah, it's in. It's in a. It's like top, top tier. Top tier. Yeah. Top as far tier. as far as punk rock goes. It's an extremely important album. <laughs> or the Bad Brains. Yeah, uh, yeah the Bad Brains. Hmm. Yeah, first two Bad Brains albums. First, do they get oh, they get two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because it's, I mean, it's important. They were going fucking a million miles an hour. They were, they. There's a chunk of time where they release stuff in pretty quick succession. Yeah, because they had. You know, when when you're a punk band, you can you can write songs quickly because mm-hmm. there's less involved. Uh, but you tend to, a lot of punk bands tend to work on those songs. So they get, they get refined over a shorter period of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, when they, a lot of punk bands, when they release their first album, they can't fit all of the material on it. So the second album tends to Half be. Half of the first album? Yeah, yeah. Technically. The, the second album, there's a tendency for the second album to be just as good as the first one yeah. with a lot of punk bands. Ramones, great example. This is an absolutely great example. Yeah. So I it's was up, their first album self titled or did it have a name? It's just Ramones. That's what I figured. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's them just standing there. Yeah. You know, Joey looking gangly and they all look pretty gangly. Then, well, <laughs> With no, their bell bottoms and shit. No, well, no, I mean no bell bottoms. But they had bell bottoms on in that no, one. No. Hmm, okay. Levi's. Hmm. Levi's jeans ripped holes in the knees. Yeah, Joey's like a foot taller than everybody else in the band. But <laughs> I think I know what picture you're talking about. Joey's super thin and just like emaciated and like Ugh. is he is he have mono? <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? He, like is he like one foot in the grave right now? <laughs> yeah, is he is he sick? Should we should I call someone? <laughs> he looks like he needs a sandwich. <laughs> or four. <laughs> or four. Yeah. Yeah, this this album is up there. I think it's extremely important, especially to the genesis of greater punk rock. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we talked. I mean, we didn't. the The interesting thing is that we talked a lot about what was around the album, not just the album itself. 
You know, I was yeah, th- with, thinking it. We did a Ramones discussion, not just a damaged discussion. Oh, you mean a Black Flag <laughs> discussion? <laughs> we were just right. talking about the Ramones. <laughs> yeah, we had a Black Flag discussion. Yeah, not a, yeah. Not but damaged. I think I think the reason you have to do that is because context. That context for yeah. one, and then two, you start to understand the greater implication of the influence that Black Flag had. That and Henry Rollins is just an interesting dude. Super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Odd guy. Super interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, what's going on with you, man? That dude's done so many things. Yeah, all the things. All of them. Like, makes me wonder, like, he's never been married. Yeah. He doesn't have kids. Yeah. You know, it makes me wonder, like, what's it going to be like when Henry calls it a day? I don't know if he ever will. I mean, he's already 50-something. Yo, oh, yeah. But, like, when he dies... Like oh, like you when what, he's done. What what will it be like for Henry at the time mm. of his passing? I wonder if he'll he'll makes. It, I always wonder if will he wish that he had you know people I mean? there. With yeah, him. yeah, you know. I mean, if you don't have a family, like once your parents die, like that's it. <laughs> it's just you. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. a scary yeah. thought. Yeah, which is yeah, which yeah. is can be a a little a little daunting, a little overwhelming. Yeah, at yeah. that point. So I'm I'm kind of curious how he. How he sees, how he sees his life, you know, what he thinks. Does he feel like he has a place? He's, he has a mission. He was put here to do X, yeah. that sort of thing. I always wonder that about him. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 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 It's weird that now he's just traveling around talking to people and like, yeah, that's, that's his job. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he does. What are you doing? I'm going to go meet some people. Who are you meeting? Oh. Irrelevant. Whoever, whoever I meet. I'll decide when I get there. <laughs> it always makes me, like, I think about that occasionally. Like, when I was mowing the lawn the other yeah. day, I'd be like, what if Henry came walking down the street? Right right now. Yeah, yeah. right now. And, and I was just sitting out front, playing in the yard with Haggis. Yeah. And Henry is walking down the street. And I'm like, hey, what's up? And hey, he, Henry. <laughs> yeah, but, hey. He would probably come up and talk yeah, to me. probably. <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm Henry. Like, I know. I'm well aware. <laughs> yeah. Why are you here? Wait, <laughs> why are you like not like with me? Like here, <laughs> right? There are millions of more interesting places. What do you want? What do you do? Are you looking for drugs? Because <laughs> if so, you are in the right area. <laughs> like, but that's the only uh, reason to be here. There's yeah. There's a lot of prostitutes now. Oh, more than just yeah. the one old prostitute? Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's, Washington Street is littered with them. Huh. During the time. I, re- I, I remarked to myself the other day whilst driving to the Walgreens. <laughs> yeah. And I said, there's a lot of prostitutes out here. <laughs> Middle of the day. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's like, and it's two. <laughs> like, you guys like work the night shift or what are you doing? You like just just finish like, it up at yeah, two. Yeah, apparently like they're working the swing shift now yeah. or something. Like I don't like they like literally so, punch a clock and <laughs> time to put on my so, time to put on my my knee high boots and get out there. <laughs> so awkward. Anyway, anyway, yeah, this um this one's a big deal. Yeah, D- dare I say this one is mandatory? Like you know how you gotta read Tom Sawyer. Or you got yeah, you yeah. got to read To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, you got to listen to Damaged. It's fair. Yeah, you got to like. Period. If you want to listen to hardcore punk, get an idea where it came from. Like you got to listen to this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is where it's at. 
This is this is the big one. Yeah, and it doesn't. I mean, it doesn't. I mean, there's a there's bands that sound like Black Flag. Yeah, but Black Flag doesn't sound like anybody else. No. Nobody else. Period. <clears throat> Just period. End of story. Yeah. You know the closest the closest bands the Black Flag, in my opinion, are the Germs and maybe Fear. But yeah. even fear isn't nearly not as, as aggressive. Not no no oh. no. I wouldn't even say aggressive isn't the right word. Lethal hmm. is the word I choose yeah. when it comes to Black Flag because if imagine Black Flag was a person, you know what I mean? Oh, they'd be so crazy. Excuse me. Yeah, they'd be they, so crazy. They'd be like bat shit that, out of their that mind. crazy homeless guy that you don't want to walk by. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. They're near tearing you apart. Yeah. For you don't know what reason. So, why are you why are you so angry? And why is it like directly at me? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. Like exactly. personally me. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's I don't know. It's such an important album. Period end of story. Yeah. Period end of story. I can't I can't overstate it enough. No matter how much I talk about it, I'm still not it's it's still not it still does not accurately accurately reflect how pivotal and how important of an album it is. Yeah. Especially within punk rock. Oh yeah. It's it's up there with the big the big ones. Yeah. We should do an episode on the Ramones at some point. I think we've done one before. We haven't. Have we not? I remember talking about an episode where we talked about the Ramones a lot. I mean, they've came up in the mm-hmm. past, but I think I think we should probably buckle down and do it. Okay. We'll probably have to... I don't know if we would want to pick a general discussion or an album or... Well, there's another one of those punk bands I know of and don't know anything about. Yeah. So, might as well just do it over yeah, we all start, of them. Yeah, <laughs> start somewhere. So, interesting thing to start entertaining. Okay. We should. More punk stuff in the future, I suppose. Yeah, we should. Because yeah. I don't feel like we do it enough. We stay in the metal ballparks. Anyway, yeah, so. yeah. All right, well, anyway, uh, let's wrap it up. Cool. Go listen to Damaged. Yeah. Go listen to Henry Spoken Word. Try mm. to tab out those Greg Ginn solos. <laughs> Atonal solos. Best of luck to you. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Good luck, pal. Okay. All right, so... That's another episode of Music the Light Blood Rapping. Music the Light Blood, something old. Something new. What are you listening to? We live or die. What keeps us going is this fire inside, and I know.